Something in my heart like a stream running down It makes me feel so happy, happy as can be And when I think of Jesus and what He's done for me There's something more than gold in my soul Yes, there's something more than gold Oh, yeah happy as can be and when I think of Jesus and what he's done for me there is something more than gold in my soul yes there's something more than gold oh yes oh yes there's something more than gold Something more than gold. 
Yes, there's something more than gold in my soul. Yes, there's something more than gold. And wonderful, wonderful Jesus is to me. He's counselor, prince of peace, mighty God is he. Wonderful is my Redeemer, praise His name. And though my heart sings today, sings for joy and gladness, Jesus saves, He satisfies, banishes my sadness. Guilt is gone, peace is mine, peace like to a river. Jesus is wonderful and mighty to Wonderful, wonderful, Jesus is to me. Counselor, Prince of Peace, mighty God is He. He's saving me, keeping me from all sin and shame. Wonderful is my Redeemer, praise His name. Oh, once a slave, now I'm free, free from condemnation. Jesus gives liberty. And the full salvation Now the sins of the past Have been all forgiven And my name is inscribed On the book of heaven Wonderful, wonderful Jesus is to me He's counselor, prince of peace Mighty God is He He's saving me Keeping me from all sin and shame Wonderful is my Redeemer, praise His name. And living here with my Lord in a holy union, day by day all the way, holy sweet communion. Oh, a change grace has wrought in my lowly station, since my soul has received full and free salvation. Wonderful, wonderful, Jesus is to me. He's counselor, prince of peace, mighty God is he. He's saving me and keeping me from all sin and shame. Wonderful as my Redeemer, praise his name. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, Jesus is to me. He's counselor, prince of peace, mighty God is he. Wonderful is my Redeemer, praise His name. Amen. We just want to welcome you this evening. and Let's go ahead and put it in uh, the key, or let's keep it in the same key. Uh, and let's, let's sing White as Snow. We'll go ahead and change the order of the service here before we take our prayer requests. White as snow. White as snow, though my sins were as scarlet, Lord, I know, Lord, I know that I'm clean and forgiven through the power. 
Jeremy, uh, they're still overseas in Poland, so we just want to remember them that uh, the Lord will be with them and allow them to have safe travels. And uh, we also just want to continue to remember everyone in Ukraine that God will just be with them and uh, continue to protect them. So we just want to remember them still. And also, I have here that uh, Brother Brian, my uncle, uh, is away for work. Uh, he's trying to start a new job, so we just want to remember him. And uh, if you would just continue, uh, or just remember me in prayer as well this week. I started a new job as well, so if you would just remember me in prayer, I'd uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, that is all the prayer requests that I have up here, but I know each of us have an unspoken prayer request, so just by the lifting of your hands, the Lord knows those needs. 
If I could have Brother Josh come up and pray over these needs real quick. Let's just bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we're just so thankful, Lord, to be able to assemble together, Lord, and this uh, wonderful building, Lord, that you've provided, Lord, for us tonight. We pray, Lord, for these needs, especially the health needs, Lord, that are amongst us, Father. We pray you just uh, can touch their bodies, Lord, and uh, can make them completely whole, Father. Lord, we ask you just to be with us, Lord, through the remainder of our song service, Lord, and may our worship, Lord, just be pleasing to you, Father. We pray for our pastor, Lord, and Brother Jeremy, Lord, whoever sees, Father, I pray you can just bless their work over there, Lord, and can keep the lines of communication open, Lord, for those believers, Lord, who are still trapped, Lord, and suffering, Lord, in the country of Ukraine, Father. Lord, we pray for uh, the speaker tonight, Lord. We pray that we can just step out of the way, Lord, tonight, uh, and let his let your mind, Lord, to flow through him, Father. We love you and we thank you. Yes, and all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may have your seats. And if you could pull up the song, Oh, How I Love Him, Oh, How I Adore Him. Down from His glory Ever-living story My God and Savior came And Jesus was His name Born in a A stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and agony. Oh, how I Dead of night 
one faint hope inside. God, gracious, tender, laid aside His splendor, stooping to
so that he became me that I might become him by and offering.
Amen. Let's put it in the key of C and let's just sing this uh, Flow Through Me as uh, Brother Diggs comes this evening. Flow through me, Holy Spirit,
more time. Consume me, Lord. tonight. Amen. We thank and praise God for being here with you again. God is truly faithful. Amen. 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 We uh, certainly appreciate your pastor and his absence. And I, you know, it really takes a man of God to leave his comfort and go be a part of someone else's struggle. So I really appreciate the brothers who uh, left their homes or wherever they might have been just to help in any way they can. So we thank God for Christ-like character. Amen. Uh, let's just have a word of prayer and we'll get right into the word of God tonight. If you have a need, you can acknowledge it to the Lord by an uplifted hand. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Father, as the song says, consume us, Lord. Lord, we don't want it to be our thoughts, our ways, nothing about us. We want it to be all about you, Lord. And Father, if we just can surrender to your will, Lord, we'll walk in truth. We'll walk in peace and righteousness. We walk into everything that you preordained for us before the foundation of the world, Lord. And as you see the hands that are lifted to you, Lord, that there's a need there or a desire, whatever it may be, Lord, we just ask, Father, you touch that life. You touch that need according to your will, Father. And Lord God, just be with us, Lord. Forgive us for our trespasses, iniquities, and sins, Lord, that, Lord, we know are covered by your blood. And we keep applying and atoning that blood over every aspect of our life, Lord, which keeps us touchable, Lord, that you can put your hands on us. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, that anointing would fall, Lord, on both speaker and hearer, that you may be edified in our lives when we leave this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we thank you. Let church say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, excuse me, you have your Bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Luke 8 and verse 43. Luke 8 and 43, the Bible says... And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched. 
And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and says thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody have touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Let's um let's start at verse eight. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Amen. May the Lord bless me of his word. You can have your seats. Amen. Praise God. I just want to take for a thought tonight those words right there in Hebrews where, where Peter was telling the saints of God, enter into his rest. Amen. And I, I, I want to say that to the church tonight. Let's just enter into his rest. You know, we, we, I think sometimes we have to be reminded of who we serve. You know, we, we serve, we got so many adjectives when it comes to God. And I'm one person who loves to use the adjectives of God. You know, when we think of God, he's awesome. He's, he's mighty. He's, he's powerful. You know, he's omnipotent, omniscient. You know, if, if I can go on and on with the adjectives of God. And you think about all those great, those great adjectives. It should, if we really understand who we're talking about, it should produce a rest in your life. It should produce a peace in your life. Church, you think about the saints of God who walk with Jesus in a uh, uh, they saw miracle after miracle and, and supernatural upon supernatural. I know they had to get to a place where they weren't worried about nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. They weren't worried about nothing because they were walking with God. They were walking with the creator of all. They were walking with the one, hallelujah, who created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. So there was nothing, hallelujah. Listen to me good now. There was nothing that Jesus could face that would get him rattled. <laughs> Whoa. There was nothing he could come up against with his disciples to say, oh my, this is too big for me. No. He approached it with the revelation of who he was. He approached every situation that I am God. So everything that he approached, he approached it 
in the mannerism of rest. Whoa. How many are with me? See, God was never worried. God was never pressed to make anything happen. He knew everything before anything happened. Hallelujah. And after it happened, he made it happen. Hallelujah. So God walked with a confidence. Hallelujah. He walked with a, with a certain attitude that I'm in control. Hallelujah. In church, that's where rest, the kind of rest the Bible is talking about, that's where we should be. Hallelujah. We should be to a place where we really realize we're walking with God that we shouldn't get so rattled with the things we experience in life. Because I want you to understand something. Think about this. The great God of glory saw the Garden of Eden become tainted. He saw his great God and his, 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 uh, his creation of purity become stained. Did that make him rattled? No. He welcomed the challenge. Because the thing that challenged him brought out more of into the believer's life. So that's what I want, I want you to get this tonight, church. When you go through things, and, and this, this is, God has showed me something about trials and tribulations. When you go through things, it's not for us to cower down, but it's for us to trust him. It's for us to believe in who we serve. Hallelujah. It's for us to take a step back. And say, okay, God, this belongs to you. Hallelujah. But how often do we try to fight our ways out of it? No. Let's enter into his rest. What did he tell Abraham? He said there was no other greater. Nobody else could do this. So he said, you know what? I'm going to swear by myself. Think about it, church. God gave Abraham and Abraham's seed a promise that I'm going to take care of everything. Anybody going through something? That promise is still, hallelujah, in, in motion tonight to the believer. God still swore by himself to make sure his promises come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. But you know, I think uh, our greatest issue is just uh, living as human beings. Because too often... We let the human element take over, hallelujah, when we're not just human beings. We're children of the Most High God, hallelujah. See, let's get it straight. Why did they crucify Jesus? They crucified him because they say, you being a man, make yourself God. Am I right? Is that what they said? They were wrong. They were wrong. They say, we're going to crucify you because you being a man, make yourself God. They were wrong. They had it all twisted. They couldn't see him for who he was. Now, hallelujah, by revelation, what was really going on? It wasn't him being a man, making himself God. It was him being God, making himself a man. <laughs> Ooh, church, and when you enter into his rest, that's how you will look at him. 
You won't look at him as just a prophet or just Jesus who walked the shores of Galilee. No, him being God, dealing with the things of man. So if he's God, that means he's in control of everything. Hallelujah. And look, Satan is so smart till he's dumb. I hate to say this, but you ever met somebody like that? They're so smart till they're not even making any sense. Hallelujah. I done told this testimony before I met an atheist. Hallelujah. I was, I was in another country. I met an atheist. And he was trying to convince the people. He come to a, he come to a spiritual gathering of believers. Because his girlfriend was once a believer. Hallelujah. But now she was trying to make her way back. Hallelujah. And she brought along this baggage. She brought along this unbelief. And for some reason, they started telling him my testimony because I was one of the speakers that night. And he was saying, no, that ain't true. It can't be true. The one that I was here from cancer in my brain. And he was saying, I don't believe it. It can't be true. So they came in and told me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm not afraid to rest in the testimony of God. I'm not afraid to say to an atheist, a atheist, a jatheist, or whatever else you want to call it, that I know what God did for me. You can't take it. You can't taint it. You can't twist it. You can't turn it. I know what he did for me. And I will rest in healing every time I get sick. Because it's something real. So he said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And I say, Brother Diggs, there's a young man out there who says he don't believe in your testimony. And I said, which one? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. When we're challenged with unbelief, that should be our testimony. Which one? God has been good to us over and over and over again. When we don't deserve it, he's been good. Hallelujah. When we mess up, he's been good. When we get nervous, he's been good. When we are unfaithful, he's been good. Hallelujah. Brother Keith, he says, hey, I, I don't believe it, I don't believe it. And I say, I say, sister comes in and she says, hey, this guy here, he don't believe it. He don't believe in your testimony. I said, which one? She says, the one where you was here with counsel in your brain. I said, well, let's go. I ain't walk out there like I was afraid. I walk out there resting. And what God did for me. And I wasn't afraid to be a living testimony. So we walk out and we come in. I hope everybody don't mind me telling this again. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody needs us. And we walk out there, this and that. He says, hey, how you doing? I says, hey, how you doing? And I say, hey, I heard you don't believe in my testimony. He says, no. That's how he sounded because he's a foreigner. He says, no, I don't believe it. I said, oh, yeah. I said, why don't you believe it? He says, I just don't believe that there's some higher entity who does things like that. It has to be proven. It, it, there has to be paperwork showing you had cancer and then the cancer vanished. I said, oh, really? He says, yes. I said, okay. I said, you see this scar right here? This is where they did a biopsy showing that the cancer was spreading. 
I said, you see this scar right here? No, this is not my hair I receding. This is where they put a shunt in my head to make my blood circulate. I said, you see this scar right here? This is where I had 27 staplers in my head. I don't need no paperwork. I am the paperwork. Yeah. Hallelujah. I am the testimony of what the doctor saw God did. I am the testimony to my parents and to my church. Hallelujah. Church, can you believe it? Hallelujah. God does things in your life so he can rest. Hallelujah. Church, the whole reason why he put the battle on Job, because God wasn't worried about Job failing. God rested in how he made Job. Hallelujah. Oh. So we went on and on. He started talking about four billion years ago. And I said, oh, oh, four billion years ago, when the earth was created by a big bang, I said, stop. Just stop. He said, there was a big bang. I said, yeah, the big bang was let there be. And it was. Hallelujah. But, you know, he went on and on with his science and believing. You know, most, most people, God forgive me. Most people are scientists, they just have a big old head full of knowledge. And no, no spiritual reasoning. So he says everything was created by a big bang and all these things. I say, well, how did the big bang? Well, for me, I say, stop, stop, stop. I said, you keep talking about four million years ago, a billion years ago. I said, where you get this from? He says, well, scientists. I said, ho, 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 now. If it has to be proven, that means you had to have been there. I said, young man, I was there. I, I was there getting cut on. I was there with the symptoms of cancer. I was there with the sickness all in my body, and I was there when I was made whole. Hallelujah. I said, you don't even realize what you're believing in. You're resting in that by faith. (laughs) Ah, woo! And that's what the devil does. He takes an element that he's given to the believer and pervert it with unbelief. I said, you don't even see, you're doing the same thing we do. We, must, we serve God by faith. And you're believing in this big bang theory by faith because you cannot prove it. Hallelujah. You're reading it out of a book. But whatever I read out of the book becomes a manifestation in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not just words, hallelujah, on a paper or in a book. It's something that I can rest in. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what I'm saying tonight, church. I ain't going to be long. Y'all know I'm about to close. Hallelujah. What are you resting in? Hallelujah. Look at this woman in Luke 8. If I'm not mistaken, Jesus, before he got to her, who was he dealing with? The centurion. And he, you know, the centurion said, you don't need to come to my house and this and that and all these different things or whatever. And in the midst of Jesus going down that way, she saw Christ. And she said, you know what? I didn't heard about him. See, she's already resting. <laughs> she hadn't touched him yet. Look, church, she didn't have a book to read and go by and build faith like we do. Hallelujah. She just went by what she heard. Hallelujah. 
Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. So what was she believing in? She was resting in all the testimony she's heard about Christ. Hallelujah. What kind of church should we be? All the testimony we've heard. We got books and tapes about testimony after testimony. Miracle after miracle. What kind of church should we be? That's why when I witness this message, I don't talk uh, about all the things God did in Brother Branham's life. I talk about all the things he did in my life. <laughs> hallelujah. Because the message, hallelujah, is not a book and a tape. It's a people. The message is a person. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, church, when you think about it, and we're really finding rest, amen, we have to rest in something that's unmovable. Hallelujah. And this woman, the Bible says she, she, she had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, doing it her way, she went to every doctor she could go to. Am I in the book? The Bible says she went to physicians after physician. Hallelujah. Till all her money was gone. And then why, why are we like this? When we exhaust all of our natural ability, then we want to cry out to God. <laughs> Think about it. She could have had all that money in the bank if she would have went to God first. Hallelujah. But she was trying to rest in something natural. Hallelujah. Versus resting, resting in something spiritual. Amen. And when she finally saw Christ, she said, you know what? I'm going to do anything I can do to get to him. Hallelujah. It didn't matter how many people was there. Hallelujah. In her mind, she was like, all I got to do is, now think about this, church. Where did that come from? All I got to do is touch the hem of the borders of his garment and I'll be whole. Look. Now, I hope you know and believe. What no healing in his clothes? <laughs> Hallelujah. What no power in his clothes? So what brought forth the healing? Her resting in that the touch, the touch of faith, hallelujah, could change her life. And that's what it was. It was, hallelujah, it wasn't a literal touch. It was a spiritual touch. Glory. Because all those other people touching Jesus, why didn't Jesus feel compelled to deal with those other people? Because it was a different touch. Hallelujah. It was a touch that he gave her before the foundation of the world that could connect with his spirit. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. She was built in such a way where she could touch Christ and get his attention. Amen. Think about that, church. You're built in such a way where you can touch Christ tonight and get his attention. In a room full of other people. Whew. Jesus said, who touched me? And Peter them, they're like, come on, come on, Lord. He said, all these people out here, everybody touching you. They thronging you and they pushing you. He says, hold up. I done felt virtue go out of me. This is a different kind of touch. This is not a touch of clothing. This is a spiritual touch. Wouldn't you want to be touched like that tonight? The only way you can get there is to rest in the promise. And that's what she was doing. She was resting in what she believed in. Hallelujah. Glory. But let me say it like this, church. You know, a lot of times we go through things and we have questions like, Lord, why me? 
Why am I going through this or why this happened or why that happened? Listen, when a tree is planted, you never see it grow. Right? You never literally see that tree grow. But you can come back maybe a year later and it's taller. Come back a couple of months later, you know, it's bigger. It grows. It grows while your natural eye can't see it growing. Because I don't know anybody who just sat there and looked at the tree hour after hour after hour and said, I saw it. I saw it grow. I saw it. I don't know anybody who ever did that. So that tree is growing whether you're, whether you're, you're looking at it or not. But there are certain things, hallelujah, God has put, hallelujah, in, in, in the laws of nature to help that tree grow. And see, what a farmer does, he doesn't plant that tree out of season. Woo! And I'm saying to you tonight, church, when God planted you in the last church age, he didn't plant you out of season. Hallelujah. He knew, hallelujah, you could be here and not get rattled with Russia dealing with the Ukraine and all these things. He knew you could be here and not get rattled with COVID-19. He knew you could be here and not get rattled with Donald Trump. Or dare I say, dare I say Obama, hallelujah. Because y'all realize Obama was the one who allowed all the gay rights and activists and all that stuff to get the laws they got. And we run around to our black power, woo, yeah, woo. Don't realize that he's fulfilling Bible prophecy. So I praise God for him too. Black power, yeah, let's get this word so we can have a rapture. <laughs> Hallelujah. I rejoice for a different reason. Hallelujah. Hooray. Amen, y'all. I'm, let me leave that alone. <laughs> People get offended real easy. Yeah, I remember one time I was at a church and I, and I said, I said, uh, I was talking about trouble. I said, I said, I want Trump, I want Trump to win again. I like, they say, hey man, hurry. I said, put your hands down. I said, I'm not happy, I'm not happy based upon the reason you're happy. I said, I'm happy because he's the funniest president we ever had. <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> I might as well be honest, Trump was funny, man. He was a funny dude. Nothing like him in all the earth. Hallelujah. But there are things put in place as believers to help us grow. And sometimes those things may feel like a detriment to what to, to your lifestyle right there. Hallelujah. But look, let me read something to you right quick before we go on any further. Are you with me? We're talking about entering into the rest of God. Hallelujah. Before before I uh before I go any further, rest means, hallelujah, calming of the winds. What's the best example of that? When they were out on the boat and Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And they got caught up in a storm, hallelujah. Now we know as believers, he knew the storm was coming. So why did he tell them to go? He was trying to increase their faith. Hallelujah. Do y'all realize that? He was trying to let them see that you can calm the storm. 
But they were so caught up in the natural realm. Why? Because they did not have any rest in who he was. They were following the miracles and all these things, but they wasn't resting in who he was in that moment as far as Christ being in them. And you know, church, the boat was tossing and the Bible said the boat was getting full up with water and all these things. And they were trying to fight with their own human ability. Did that help? No. Don't rest in what you can do. We are no match for the enemy, but the Holy Ghost is. Hallelujah. And church, finally, they got tired of wrestling with with the boat, the waves, the winds, all the stuff. And they said, you know what? The master's on the boat. (laughs) See, now they're coming to their senses. See, somebody started thinking, man, we've seen this man raise the dead. We've seen this man open blinded eyes. We've seen this man feed 5,000. Go wake him up. Hurry up. Go wake him up. He can take care of us. So they go wake, they go, they go and woke him up. And the first thing they did, they, they expressed, they expressed, hallelujah, in their urgency that we need you. They say, Master, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus gets up, stretch it all out, hallelujah, walks up to the front of the boat, probably put one foot up there. And he called the condition back to what it originally supposed to be. He said, peace, be still. Hallelujah. You ever felt the cool breeze on a hot day? Don't it kind of gives you some rest? Talk to me, church. You ever ever had a a good drink of cold water when it's about 95 degrees? Don't Don't it gives you some rest? Then you see what Jesus did? He steps up to the problem, hallelujah, and brings it back to its original condition. Hallelujah. He tells the winds, the waves, and all the things that's supposed to give us comfort, hallelujah, and say, peace be still. And then he turns to them and says, oh, ye of little faith. What was he doing? He was telling them, I allowed y'all to go this way because I allowed this storm to come so y'all could see what's in y'all. So things happen to us, church, because God is trying to grow the tree. Because when you plant that tree and it starts to grow, it's no good without seasons. Hallelujah. It has to have a summer, hallelujah, which it may feel like the heat is, 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 is overbearing, but that makes it grow. It has to have a spring. It has to have a fall where all the dead life can come out. It has to have a winter, hallelujah, where it looks like it's dying, but it's still alive. And all those seasons helps that tree live another year. Ice storm, live another year, hallelujah. Heat wave, live another year, hallelujah. Hurricane makes the roots go deeper. Hallelujah. All these things happens to that tree and it helps it grow. And so does he do with us. Trials and tribulation, what does it do? It helps you grow. And what God does, he allows us to go through it so we can enter into his rest. He doesn't take, I want you to listen to me good. God doesn't allow you to go through trials and tribulations so you can fail. No. The reason why he does that is so you can grow. Look. 
He let Abraham go down a certain way. Why? So he could mature into the father of faith. Amen. He let Joseph be betrayed by his family. Why? So he could put him at the head of the throne. <laughs> but he had to have, Joseph had to have a confidence in who he served. You understand what I'm saying? Before he got there, down here, he had to have rest. When his brothers forsook him, he had to have rest. When Potiphar's wife was lying on him, he had to have rest. Hallelujah. When he went to jail for no reason, he had to have rest. Hallelujah. When he felt forgotten in the prison, he had to have rest. Why? To lead. Oh, my. Everybody all right? Listen. Rest, the calming of the winds. A metaphor. The heaven. Oh, my. This is what I love right here. Listen to this. Now, after I read this definition, I want you to ask your, uh, I, I want you to ask yourself while I'm reading this, do you really have rest? <laughs> Hallelujah. Rest in a metaphoric uh, definition. The heavenly blessedness in which God dwells. <laughs> do you have that kind of rest? Hallelujah. So why do you get rattled about your bills? Why do you get rattled about your children not serving God? Why do you get rattled about the economy? And y'all know what we do every time this happens. I ain't paying for no gas, five dollars. I ain't doing it. Be right there. All eighty dollars of it for your civics. All eighty dollars. I, 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 I'm a protest. I ain't paying no four fifty. And some of you be riding from place to oh, they five cents cheaper down here. That ain't rest. That ain't rest. Church, my attitude is, I ain't even got time to be looking at what they raised it to. When I need gas, I just go get it. I got the money. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Hallelujah. We're not, we're not built here to fret about the economy. We're not of this world. Hallelujah. So they're not things in this world. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world. Hallelujah. See, church, in my mind, it's going to come a day where I ain't going to need no car. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, my. That's why I'm trying to get in the mode to get used to flying. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ain't gonna need no car, I ain't gonna need no, no, no premium and no, and no, and no, uh, 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 unleaded plus and all these things. Easy people fretting us, oh, the gases, this and that, oh, the gases, 450, the gases, this and, oh my, we need to do something with the government, this and that. No, all we need to do is trust in God. Y'all don't realize we've been here before? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did you survive? Were you a Christian then? Are you a Christian now? You'll still survive? Hallelujah. But we get all frantic. Ah, I need to go. Ah, I need to go find me a shell station where I can get some cheap gas. No. We're resting in Christ. Hallelujah. You might get to the pump and pay for $20 and the thing give you $40. No, don't do that. That's stealing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Somebody have to answer for the other 20 you got. Amen. Let's just say God will give you money to get more. Amen. See, things will arise where God is preparing you, hallelujah, for that rest for bigger challenges. Amen. Church, we're going to face things greater than gas prices. And you've got to be able to trust God. Hallelujah. Think about it, church. David woke up one day, hallelujah, and there was a lion, hallelujah, who had a, 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 a lamb in his mouth. <laughs> he wasn't prepared for that. But what was it? He had a relationship with God. And he went right up to that lion, smacked it, snatched it back, and went back about his business. Hallelujah. He had rest. Hallelujah. And you know what? God said, okay, we're going to make sure this thing perfect because there's a bigger challenge coming. He said, I'm going to send a bear in there. God let a bear come. David stood up in the bear face, slapped the bear, took the lamb back, and went on about his business. Hallelujah. What was God doing? God was preparing him for Goliath. Hallelujah. But he would have never been able to face Goliath if he didn't have rest in the smaller trials. Hallelujah. Because these things happen that nobody else knew about. And now God is going to put him on display. Everybody's looking at his faith. And he had so much rest. Hallelujah. David had so much rest. He told Goliath, I'm going to cut your head off. And he didn't even have a sword. Hallelujah. That's a man who believed in who he was serving. Think about that. Think about that, church. That's like you say, hey, I'm going to buy a house and I ain't even got no money. I'm going to go get me a car and I ain't even got a loan. What is it? You're trusting God. You're living by faith, resting in the promises of God. And what does rest do? Rest brings a peace. Listen. The heavenly blessedness in which God dwells. God dwells in rest. He says, and of which he has promised to make. Listen to this. This is what rest is made up of. He says, and of which he has promised to make persevering believers in Christ partakers after the toils and trials of life on earth are ended. That's what rest is. Rest makes us partakers after we've gone through trials and tribulation. Oh, my. Glory to God. Listen. This is in the message, uh, things that ought to be. And this, this, this always blows me away when I read, when I read this. How many, how, many, how many of you tonight want to strip the devil from his power? And y'all know what his power is? Always running his mouth. That's the only power he got. He can't create. So all he can do is speak lies to you and get you to receive them lies and believe them lies. And once you believe them lies, they materialize in your life. So the only power Satan got is when you accept what he's saying. But we're going to strip him tonight. Hallelujah. He said, you're sick. I say, show it to me in the Bible. Hallelujah. I got no promise of sickness, but I got a promise of healing. Hallelujah. He said, oh, brother Diggs, you're broke. Show it to me in the Bible. 
Anything, anything Satan can show me, I can tell him he's lying. Hallelujah. Because anything he can show me is a perversion. Because he can't speak the truth. Hallelujah. So I rest in the word of God. Listen. This is in uh, things that ought to be 65. It says your birth here was pre-planned. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? How many know their mom and daddy? Everybody know their mom and daddy? God pre-planned them two to get together just to have you. Because there was a certain way you had to look. There's a certain hair color you're supposed to have, a certain eyes, all the stuff. And let's take it a little deeper. There was a certain upbringing you had to have to make you the Christian you are today. Some people are, 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 are Christians. They're, they're, they're hardcore and different things based upon how they was raised. Amen. They got real stability, maybe because certain struggles or things they had. God allowed them to be born in that family. Why? Because it molded character. See, 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 my, my daughter back there, she never seen my mama like I know my mama. She know her sweet grandma. Come on in here, baby. Get grandma some shoes. That's, that's, that's what she know. She might have seen her uptight every once in a while, but she ain't seen the real mama I seen. Y'all know me. I call her Zorro. She pulled that thing out. You might as well just, just, it's over. It's over. See, she ain't seen that. I don't think, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm here, grandma never whooped you before, right? See that? She looking at me like, man, please. <laughs> she looking at me like, man, man, please. <laughs> See, she don't know her like I know her as far as motherhood, huh? Amen. See, there was a certain way I had to be raised, hallelujah, to be the man I am, hallelujah. And there were certain things in me that she instilled, hallelujah, that I can instill in my kids. So when they get mad at me, I say, blame your grandma. I get it all from her. Hallelujah. She could stand bad kids. And you know, that kind of went down through the bloodline. All of us kind of like that. Hallelujah. But see, God allows certain things to happen. Why? It was his pre-plan. Hallelujah. Look, church, he says, he says, your birth here was not, was, was pre-planned. I guess you believe that. Every one of you knows that our birth was pre, was pre-planned. Did you know that you being here originated, never originated just as a myth or a thought? It was a plan of God. Now let's, 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 let's look at that real for a second. It's not a coincidence that Barry Coffee is your pastor. That was the plan of God. <laughs> it's not a coincidence that you stay in North Carolina. That is the plan of God. Is that, I, well, I'm going to get some of y'all to question it now. It's not a coincidence that you married who you married. Hallelujah. It was the plan of God. He's like, well, we'll get along. He's building something in you. <laughs> he said, ah, come on, brother Diggs. 
Moses needed Zipporah. Zipporah brought out the character he was going to need to lead the people over. Hallelujah. Think about it, church. If Moses was always angry, hallelujah, amen, leading the people, he would have been casting out dust and chopping us and doing all this stuff. But no, he just led the people meek and low. The scripture said there was another man meek as Moses, hallelujah. Thank God for support. Hallelujah. Listen, he said everything was all preplanned by God before the foundation of the world that you're here. The infinite God knows, hallelujah, he had to know, now this just blows me away, he had to know every flea that would ever be in the earth and how many times it would bat its eyes. Woo! Boy, we serve a powerful God. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but if God knows our God, somebody say my God. My God knows how many times a flea bats his eyes. And you want to say he ain't concerned about what you're going through? Think about it. Why would he waste his time about how many times a bat or a flea would bat his eyes and not deal with your situation? When you are more precious to him. What can a gnat do for God? But he's concerned about how many times it bats his eyes. Hallelujah. Church, and you think he's thinking about your situation? He wants you to find some rest. Enter into his rest. See, some of you are experiencing rest and don't even realize it. I'm going to show you how easy it is. I'm going to show you how easy it is. Everybody, I'm going to show you how easy it is just to rest in God. How many of you worried about that chair collapsing? Nobody? All of you pretty confident where you're sitting at, everything going to hold up. You know why? You got rest. <laughs> hey, I don't think nobody came in and said, well, let me flip this one over. Let me see the leg strong enough. Why give me a screwdriver? No. By faith, you just came here, found a seat and sat down. Why? Because it's already been tested. Most of you sit in the same seat you always sit in. So it's been battle tested. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you can trust in a measly chair like that, don't even question the ability of that chair to hold your weight. What about the almighty God? He can hold your weight, your family's weight, your church's weight. Hallelujah. God can hold it all. He just want us to trust him. Oh my. Listen. He said, that's infinite, you're infinite. Hallelujah. He said, your little, he said, our little minds cannot fathom, hallelujah, what infinite means. The infinite God, he knows all things. Therefore, there's nothing, listen to me good, he knows all things. Therefore, there's nothing out of cater. going to shock y'all. It's God's doing with the gas prices. <laughs> what is he doing? He's trying to build faith. That's what it's all about. Church, what's the, what's the, what's the substance of the believer? Faith. 
Hallelujah. What's the base of the pyramid? Faith. So all God is trying to do, hallelujah, is get that thing started with some real supernatural faith. He, he said, I'm coming back to see if I find the seals. I'm coming back to see if I find the thunders. He says, no, will I find faith when I return? Faith is the merits of rest. <laughs> because you have to trust God. Oh, my. Mm. There's nothing out of Cater. Now, that's, that's the part. That I had to grow into. Because you know you go through things serving God. He was like Lord why in the world. What's, what's going on. But. He's an infinite God. He knows everything about all of us. So there's nothing. Out of cater. Think about God church. Look look. Sometimes he allows tragedy. To lead us into something bigger. Hallelujah. Or something greater, hallelujah. Maybe lose love to great, hallelujah, to, to enter into a pure love, hallelujah. Listen, church, look, uh, 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 Naomi, Ruth, and Oprah, all three of them, their husbands died. What a tragedy. Oprah went back to the home, hallelujah. Ruth and Naomi said, hey, we're going down this way. Hallelujah. And Ruth experienced a love that she never experienced before. Based upon a tragedy. That tragedy led her to a kinsman redeemer. But she had to have, she had to find rest in Naomi's leadership. Oh, my! y'all see how God do things? He just blows my mind sometimes. You look at that thing, that's why the scripture says, I was going to read the scripture, but he said, all things work together for what? For good. Listen. He said, see, you were all pre-planned by God. Somebody say amen. I am not a mistake. You know how couples get together and say, well, we didn't really plan to have children. No, you didn't, but God did. Hallelujah. Nothing happens by chance with God. He knows all about, he knows all about it. It's all preplanned for many generations back. Oh, my. So that you could be here tonight. Do you know that, church? Hallelujah. He said, just think that you at one time, he said, I'll repeat this again. You at one time was in your father, in, in the gene of your father. Now, he didn't know you at that time. Neither did you know him at that time. But you see, then you were put in the bedding ground in the womb of mother through holy wedlock. And then you become a person expressed in the image like your father. There, hallelujah. Then there's fellowship, hallelujah. So God allowed us to manifest so we can enter into fellowship with him. Whew. Oh, my. Church, when we think about the scriptures we've read, hallelujah. this woman, I'm about to close. This woman, she had an issue of blood. Let's take blood out and let's just say issue. 
We all got issues. We all got issues that we've been trying to take care of. We've been trying to get rid of. We've been trying, we've been trying, we've been trying like this woman. Twelve years. We all got issues. But when did her issue become resolved? When she took it to the Lord. Hallelujah. And once she took it to the Lord, hallelujah, it was dealt with that one time forever. This is, I love the way the Bible says, these things are written, why? For our example. So I want to say to you tonight, if you got issues, take it to the Lord. Don't fight each other. Don't fight with the pastor. Don't be a tattletale. Try to have secret meetings with the pastor just to tell on somebody you're mad at. That ain't the way you do it. You take it to God in prayer. And now they don't, don't pray prayers of hate now. Lord, I know you're going to judge them. No, no. None of that. Mm-mm. Lord, they did me wrong. And you said, vengeance is mine. No. None of that. Mm-mm. God wants prayers of mercy and love. Because that's his character. Hallelujah. Think about it, church. Our God is so great, he gave a second chance to the ones who crucified him. Why? Because he loved them. Hallelujah. Oh, my. He looked past all they wrongs just to give them another chance. Oh, my. That's what we should be. So when things happen, we should have rest in God that he allowed it to take place that way. Oh, my. And, you know, you look at this woman. This woman, she had an issue for 12 years, and she went back and forth and did all these things. And, church, what blows me away when she got in contact with God and God dealt with her situation, she was ashamed of it. Go back and read it. She went and hid herself because God did something great in her life. <laughs> and God was asking around, who touched me? Who touched me? She went and hid herself. God don't want us to feel that way. Hallelujah. He wants us to be proud of finding rest. He wants us to be able to express that and say, look what God has done in my life. He don't want us to hide up under a rock some way. Amen. He wants us to say, look what God did for me. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You remember the blind boy? Hallelujah. He got his sight and they came to him and he said, uh, 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 who did this? He said, Jesus. <laughs> the Jesus gave me my sight. So that wasn't good enough for them. They went to the mom and dad and say, how this boy, they, they say he old enough, go ask him. Don't put this pressure on me. <laughs> so they go back to him. He said, look, all I know, basically, I can't break it down. I don't know what supernatural power he used. All I know, I once was blind, but now I see. God ain't looking for us to explain everything. He's looking for us to rest in who he is. Hallelujah. And you know, I've been telling people, hallelujah, it ain't going to get no better. It ain't going to get no better, church. The only thing going to make living down here better is Christ. Living in him. Hallelujah. That's the only consolation we got. That's the only rest we got. Hallelujah. Because the economy is shot, kaput, gone. Hallelujah. 
It's like a seesaw, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You can't put your hope in that. The only thing we can rest in is the promises of God. This is the only thing we got right here, church. The promise of God's word. You know why? Because God can't take it back. (laughs) He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, my. Think about that next time you go to the gas pump. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And y'all know which one lifts me up. Hallelujah. You get to reading over there, and I believe it's Corinthians, Corinthians or Romans 1 or 2. You get to reading over there, and Paul asks a question. He says, what shall separate me from the love of God? And then he started naming every natural thing possible. And he said, through all of this, none of this can separate me from the love of God. Now that's some rest right there. That's some rest. So let's enter into that place, church. Hallelujah. Where you can give your life. Come on, musicians. Where you can give your life to such a place where you're being persecuted. And Paul said, for this purpose I came. Oh, my. Church, and when it's all said and done, hallelujah. When you enter into the rest of God, hallelujah, the rapture won't be hard. It's going to be for those who are already in the process. They're already trusting God. They're already believing God. They're already walking in their, their predestination. Hallelujah. Church, it won't be something at the last minute. I got to get this right. I got to get that right before God comes. No, we're already entering into his rest. Hallelujah. So church, if you're worried about anything, I challenge you tonight. Enter into that rest of God. Because he put it there for us to find the rest in him. Hallelujah. I pray God bless you tonight. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, Father, we know that you've given us this rest, Lord. And we just have to take it by faith. Lord, and walk in that truth. And and Lord, just let you guide and lead, Lord, and not be worried about the present conditions of this world. For we know that this world is not going to get any better. The only thing about this world that makes it better is that we have you to walk with us, Lord. And even in us, Father. And Lord, you promised, Lord, that nothing should separate us from the love of God. Lord, we pray for this church, Lord. You just continue to bless them, Lord, and give them peace and rest in you. And Lord, be with Brother Barry and the different brothers that may be in Poland or the different ones that are in the Ukraine. Lord, give them a rest, Lord. Lord, give them the consolation of peace that you're in control. And maybe you allowed this war to happen, Lord, to put people in certain positions, Lord, that other people can be touched, Lord. Lord, we don't understand everything, but we know we serve a God who knows all things. Lord, we bless you. We give you the honor and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let church say amen. Amen. Peace of God. Peace of God cover me. Cover me. Cover me. Peace of God cover me.
Surely the presence will just sing a couple more here before we dismiss you this evening. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. of angels' wings I see glory on each face and surely the presence of the Lord is in this place Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place I can feel His mighty power and His grace I can hear the brush of angels' wings I see glory on each face, and surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Amen. We'll just uh, dismiss you with this song. Let's sing uh, We Exalt Thee, same key. And uh, just as you go, just continue to remember the needs we presented this evening and uh, even those who are uh, not unspoken or that are unspoken. And um, just uh, remember each other in prayer and just pray for the services this weekend and uh, just everyone who's not here with us. And uh, just sing it as you're dismissed. We exalt Thee.
Sweet exalt thee. 